0: You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home.
1: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode family related episode today sat here with my brother-in-law still that sounds weird to say that absolutely it's weird isn't it
0: i regret that decision every day
1: yeah this is this man is totally responsible for why i'm in the states um and i'm sure we'll, we'll get into while that story you're still here still here yes. yeah true why well, i'm still here we'll definitely get into that but um Apologies, it's taken this long to have you on the podcast.
0: Yeah, I was kind of waiting my uh, waiting waiting you around, to... wondering if it would ever come, but um, it finally did. Finally so did. I'm happy to be here.
1: So if <clears throat> somebody asks you who you are, give me a little bit of Chad introduction for everybody listening.
0: Oh man, um, my name is Chad McKamey. I'm a realtor here in Oklahoma City um, with Keller Williams. I've got a incredible wife that we've been married for 14 and a half years and two crazy kiddos that uh know how to light up my life every day um emory is six and cohen we call him coey a lot uh, coey is three so uh born and raised here in the bethany yukon area and um man oklahoma's home to me
1: yeah and we met because you play golf at snu and I, obviously when i was at snu i was referred to you by dr clutch now that we can call him dr clutch because he's actually has doctorate he did he got
0: his doctorate this week if he's yeah. listening uh
1: Dr. Levine from SNU, shout out, because he wouldn't have, without him, we wouldn't have met. So, um, yeah, we met because of that. And then, uh, wow, that was almost four years. That was four years ago. That was over four years ago.
0: I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, and it was
1: 2015. No, it yeah, wasn't. it was yeah. definitely. It was 15. Yeah, because I think.
0: Cohen's three and, and you were around for yeah. his birth.
1: So, yeah. Wild times. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, you've always been, you know, you went to SNU.
0: So, mom and dad came up here. Um, my mom and dad had been together since eighth grade. They, uh, they broke up the summer after my, or their eighth grade year, um, because my mom was taller than my dad. Um, <laughs> we're a short family. I'm the tallest one in my direct line at five eight. So yeah. there's not a whole lot for, of hope for my kids. Yeah. Um, but no, they, they, uh, got together, um, uh, back after that. Freshman year after my dad grew that summer and been together ever since. They came up here to go to SNU. It was BNC at the time. Um, and they just loved the, the, the feeling of Oklahoma. My dad went to OU, Meds or OU Dental School down here in downtown and uh, just really wanted to call Oklahoma home and, and raise a family here. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed here. My, he's been in practice. He actually sold his practice. Um, golly, it's probably been almost three years now. Uh, to a company out of out of Chicago but he still works for them, uh, which is really hard for him to actually be an employee for the first time since Right. Uh, probably since he was in high school, maybe college. Um, but yeah, so he's we we've been in the Bethany, Yukon area. We go to church at the big Nazarene church there in Bethany right next to the school and um, Yeah. That was it's been my home for us.
1: Which growing up like having dad work for himself and then, you know, you go into SNU And then getting a job out of it, and now doing what we do now, sell houses. Like, I'm sure, you you know, when I can't imagine working for somebody else, it drives me nuts just to have to do a little bit of work for somebody else.
0: Yeah, so um, I actually always thought that I was gonna be a dentist. Um, Then I got into an anatomy class my senior year of high school, and we watched a video of them doing a facelift on somebody. And I literally turned green. <laughs> I mean, Kendall was in the class with yeah. me on the next class. So it had been about 45 minutes since I had stopped watching the video. And she was like, you are green. Like, you need to lay down. So uh, so, Kendall's my wife. We, yeah. uh, we've been together since high school. So that's why if you hear me refer to Kendall, mm-hmm. that's who it is. Um, but yeah, so I immediately knew that from there on that I was not going to make it through dissecting a cadaver or or anything in the medical field. So, <laughs> um, so then I thought I was going to be an accountant, and I got into Accounting One because I've always been good with numbers. I got into Accounting One at SNU mm-hmm. and barely made it, squeaked out a B and thought, dear Lord, there's no chance for me here on that either. But so, you were good at Excel. I, I can work my way around Excel. Yeah. Um, but I've all real estate's always been an interest to me uh we met uh one of the actually one of the Keller Williams agents here he came and spoke he's an SNU alum came and spoke and so kind of kept his number back in in my back pocket for a long time and mm-hmm. four years after I graduated I met with him and came on here
1: yeah and before you came here you worked at Chesapeake yes and I'm sure no one could even pay you to go back there because you just—it's completely no. different lifestyle than that.
0: It? It's—it's, um, man. I've got nothing bad to say about the company. Mm-hmm. It just was not a good fit for me. I knew from day one that I was in trouble. Yeah, uh, that it was not a good fit, and um, four years later, I was actually fired. Not like a layoff that you get a severance package or anything like that. It was you like bought a,
1: too many company golf balls you need to leave. It was
0: a straight up firing. No, actually, they owe me two dozen golf balls because...
1: <laughs> if you're listening.
0: Yeah, if you're listening. You still owe me two dozen golf balls because yeah. I bought them the week that I got fired and I never got them. And
1: what, what time of year did they fire you?
0: It was May, 20, um, it was May 28th. Okay that I got fired. No, sorry, May 26th that I got fired.
1: So you were buying golf balls for the summer season?
0: Well, they had the Chesapeake logo on them, and I'm a little kind of a ball snob. So those were actually just going into a shag bag. Okay. So I had a full shag bag of Chesapeake logos that's that fair I, I wouldn't play. Yeah. But I had a full shag bag of Pro V1 Chesapeake logo.
1: Definitely That's something every golfer like prides himself on is how good their practice bag is. Absolutely. Right? And, I, and mine are tip-top. I yeah. Mean. I don't practice at all, but I have a good practice bag. You better believe it. Yeah. Hey, I'm so, a grinder out there. So, and well, now Coey's out there all the time, too. And like that's the <laughs> perfect excuse to be out and practicing hitting balls when your son's like, Papa, we need to go putt.
0: Yeah. Uh, both kids kind of got the golf bug. Uh, Cohen, definitely more than Emery. Um, but man, they just, they love it. Yeah. And I would much rather them be outside than tied to a screen. Um, oh yeah they've Emery may have played one video game and it was at her cousin's house uh, for his birthday Mm -hmm. but besides that I mean we try and really limit the screens because yeah um, I just think there's so much more to life than just being tied to a screen yeah I
1: was listening to a podcast um couple of days ago and the guy was talking about his kids and like he was asking about you know what what is he getting for christmas what's he getting his kid for christmas and he said that everything i get them it revolves around two things it either revolves around hard work or sports so he bought them like this his kid loves like he's a skid steer and stuff so he bought like electric skid steer so he's either gonna be plowing dirt and lead yeah. in snow or he's gonna be hitting you know stuff so i thought that was kind of good as a, i'm not a dad but um, I think that's kind of a cool concept to just have those two rules because you're gonna raise kids that work hard and like be outside, and are yeah, competitive.
0: There's, there's a kid, um, I think he's still a kid, that I kind of follow, uh, and his dad used to pay him to read self help books. Mm-hmm. His name is Caleb Maddox, and he kind of lights the world on fire. And he's he's like
1: a, what sixteen, seventeen. He's a millionaire or something. Yeah, yeah. He's
0: a he's a public speaker, mm-hmm. and man, I'm all for bribing my kids to better themselves. Oh, yeah. um, and so, man, I'll, I'll absolutely pay them to read books. Um, yeah,
1: I didn't hear that. That's, kind of, that's a really good concept. Heck,
0: my dad paid me to work out for a summer because uh, <laughs> he just saw us getting lazy uh, over the summer. This was before we could drive. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't go to the golf course uh, every day. Yeah. And so he's like, well, how about if you work out four days a week, for the whole summer, I'll give you five hundred bucks at the end of the summer. I think it's five hundred bucks. Yeah. And as a fourteen-year-old, like steal done. Heck, as a thirty-six-year-old, <laughs> <if> you're going <gonna laughs> to pay me to go gonna work fire out for, for, yeah. for the summer, yeah. four days a week. I'd do it. Yeah. So,
1: so growing up, golf was always like in the in in the in and around. Then.
0: Um, I mean, it really kind of took off. I'm a product of the Tiger Carays, uh, the 97 masters. I've started watching the masters every year in 95. Um, and I, I, and still to this day, um, I watch every Masters Sunday with my dad. Mm -hmm. I'll go over to his house. Um, my mom, my mom kind of pampers us when, when I come over, it's, it's almost like you're back in college when you go home for college and, you don't have to get up off the couch. Yeah. So um, so Master's Sundays are always over at, at my folks' house watching it with my dad. It's something that um, I do that on that and then U.S. Open Sundays, which also yeah. happens to be Father's, Father's Day. Day. So uh, it's cool now that I've gotten to bring my kids along um, because they know it's it's Master's Sunday. We're going over to Pop's house and yeah. we're watching the Masters. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I really started to fall in love with golf with, in 97 with Tiger. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up playing baseball and basketball. I'm, Like I said, I'm the tallest one in my family. At 5'8". At 5'8". So yeah. I got cut from my ninth grade basketball team because he literally said, you're just too short. <laughs> now, to be fair um, to the UConn ninth grade basketball coach in um, 98, 99 um i was maybe 411 maybe yeah. 5 foot. so uh i was short yeah i had a, what
1: position were you playing at this point
0: at this point the only position i could play is point guard okay. i was so small but yeah. i really didn't have that good of handles yeah. so you know you could work on your dribbling i had a good shot um it launched way up in the air because i had to get over everybody um <laughs> but so he he even told me he's like you know you got a good shot yeah you can work on your ball handing, but you're just so short
1: you need you're six inches inch yeah
0: so I needed some stilts and and that did never come yeah so after I got cut from the ninth grade team um you know this was ninety eight so Tiger was really starting to pick up mm-hmm. I was like man you don't have to be tall to play golf so I started playing golf and um man it's been I call it my one addiction, and uh, because I could just eat, breathe, and, and watch. Oh yeah. Going. Uh, with the kids, I don't watch as much. Like I said, I don't like them watching TV, so mm-hmm. I don't watch as much as I used to. But uh, every major, every cup week, you know, we just had the president's cup, so every cup week, uh, it's the on. TV is on.
1: Yeah. So, that, like I said, naturally moving to golf because it was just like I said, you didn't have to be, didn't have to have a st- specific body type to play golf so you were going to like hefner and lincoln and and all that kind of stuff and kind of had mates who played golf as well
0: what's it have mates yeah played golf as well mates Mates. yeah yeah Uh, see he can only only i can get 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 away away with with that yeah so what 98 99
1: who was kind of who would you go to the golf course with
0: um man just some kids from the neighborhood Mm -hmm. that were starting to get into golf uh they kind of they got frustrated with it really quickly And I just, you know, if you ever played golf, it just takes one shot to fall in love. Yeah. And hopefully you can find that one shot again before you start to hate it. Um, So I remember my first round, it was out at Hefner South. Mm -hmm. It was number five, the par three, which is like 162 yards or something like 165 yards. What's it? 13 year old you have no idea how far you're gonna hit it or at least i didn't in your first round so i teed up a driver and smashed it um just off to the right of the green chipped it up to about seven feet and made the putt yeah so i made a par on my first round of golf and i thought i'm in
1: i'm, I'm in. in this is it
0: now i hit driver on a par three
1: but still you it, made par
0: yeah i made par it doesn't matter yeah exactly as long as you get there
1: yeah so what was like kind of high school golf and, and golf at, you know, through like late 90s and then 2000s to when you then leading up I guess you obviously got better, better and thought well I'm naturally going to try and go to college as well.
0: Yeah I mean so I was never great. Mm-hmm. Uh, still am not great by any means. Um, but so in ninth grade at UConn um, I tried out for the golf team. Didn't make it. But they didn't have a ninth-grade team. They just had the varsity and junior varsity. And at that point, you know, it was um, it was fall of 98, so I'd literally been playing golf for a year, mm-hmm. year and a half. Yeah. So that kind of motivated me to go ahead and take it serious. So that next year I went from, you know, 105 or 110 down to – mid 80s within the year um so as a sophomore you know I was uh on the I actually transferred to Putnam West yeah it was just a better move for for me um and my family closer to home it was closer to home even though we never moved uh we never moved houses but we just a lot of my friends from church went there and so we trained that actually that's where I met Kendall yeah. so we ended up started dating the, that next year. But um, I didn't actually get good enough that I thought a scholarship was realistic until mm-hmm. the summer after my junior year. And um, Coach Holsey at SNU at the time, he ha- I had a connection with him because his son-in-law is also a dentist and, and worked alongside my dad for a while. And so um, I'm really thankful. I mean, I've told Coach oftentimes, and even just recently, how thankful I am because he provided me an opportunity that oh, yeah. really nobody else would have. Right, um, same for me too. Because you know, my senior year, I, th- I had one win, but it was a it was not anything to, to mm-hmm. write home about. Yeah, and then really any other tournament my senior year of high school, I didn't really place very well. Yeah, uh, but Coach gave me an opportunity, and even when I got to SNU, I was never never really that good, but I knew my, I knew my role on the team and that was to, to be out there and to be a good influence on other, other, uh, yeah. teammates and in the classroom. And, and so I knew my, I knew my role and I, I loved every minute of my, my golfing career. So I, I do have a, a high school golf story, um, and with one of your former guests, Phil Bryant. yeah so, my last hole.
1: Which my, we've had some reviews about that podcast and said he wasn't the person that he actually is. He was no, very, very. Phil
0: was way too PG. Very PG on uh, that
1: podcast.
0: Or PC, sorry. PC, and, yeah. And PG. Yeah. Um, so, Phil and I played against each other mm-hmm. in high school and we became friends in high school. Um, and so, my last hole of my high school career, I knew that we weren't going to make it on past uh, regionals. And it was a par five at, at kicking bird number nine up the hill. Uh-huh. Well, I reached home in two, um, and was, Phil was awesome. Everybody knew who Phil Bryan was. He was a sophomore that was, I mean. Pretty good at it. Lighting it up already. Yeah. yeah. So Phil taps in for, I want to say taps in for a birdie. Um, and I make an eagle putt, and everybody knew that Phil was around. Yeah. And so... We were late in the in the groups for our schools, so I make a like twenty five foot eagle putt, and I'm thinking, "Where's my Where's my standing ovation?" Oh yeah, I get a few like golf <laughs> <pops> from my <laughs> own golf teammates. Class. And Phil taps in. I think he tapped in for birdie. Yeah. And there were probably forty or fifty people around. Cheer it and all and that. And they thing. go nuts for <laughs> Phil. And he taps in for birdie. And I'm like, "Where's where was this? Whenever I drilled, drained yeah. my eagle putt." But so I'm not bitter about that. Not bitter about that at all. It's no. been
1: what twenty years. Oh, um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Almost.
1: <laughs> uh, no, but like I. I to going back to, like, New and, and, you know, Halsey giving you that opportunity and, and definitely giving me the same kind of opportunity, too. Like, it's it takes a special kind of person to, to do that for people, you know. And I think we owe, we both owe a lot, and we both know how much we owe to Coach, and he doesn't get the recognition he deserves, I think. I mean, he get, gets a lot of praise, but I think he's very humble in the way that he takes his praise, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, Coach... Um like I said, without Coach, I, I probably don't know you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not here without him. Without Coach, I I don't have my some of my very best friends that are lifelong mm-hmm. friends. You know, Levine uh, that we mentioned earlier. Um, several other guys that I meet on a on mm-hmm. a regular basis that will be a part of my life and a part of my family and my kids' life oh, for yeah. the rest of our lives.
1: That's one of the best things about like college golf and just being on a team like. You know, you're with five, six guys who make the team regularly and you just, especially if they still live close, you know, you you always maintain that relationship and always stay friends with those people. And now you find yourself playing golf with these people still, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. whenever you're going to play golf, it's either going to be with those core group of guys outside of Trimble because he's traveling all the time. But everyone else, you know, it's it's good to have everyone still around. Absolutely. Like I I do miss that because I don't have... Everyone in my team kind of went everywhere else.
0: Well, but you guys were—you uh, guys had a lot of internationals. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have any internationals when we when I was playing. Yeah, uh, really. Um, Oklahoma Christian, and Oklahoma City were about the only two. OBU had one, maybe two internationals. Uh, but OCU and and OC were the only two that yeah. s- two schools that really had any. Mm-hmm. And I played against Rian Gibson, and uh, um, you know Ryan is obviously on tour now. Yeah.
1: And, and it was that guy from O C who went. Uh OCU that went on tour. Tyron. Yeah, him, yeah.
0: No, Tyron Van Also. He was there he was a senior my freshman year. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was never that good. So yeah. I didn't travel a whole lot. Um, but I knew my role and I, I yeah. loved every minute of it.
1: I think like for people, you know, listening or have parents who are listening or have kids that think, you know, what sports <laughs> should I get my kid into? I think golf is probably one of the only sports where you grow as a person pretty quick. Um, you know, you get you have to grow up really quick. It's individual but also you get to play as a team. Like it has pretty much everything you could think of.
0: Well, yeah, and as a kid and you're not gonna get especially hit. as a kid. Um, if you're any good, yeah. You you get asked to play with some older men and you learn some responsibility and, and how to communicate with mm-hmm. older people and, and more people of authority and it's a great network networking opportunity, and um, I mean, plus, it's something, like I said, I, I'm 36 now. There's no way when my kids are, okay. you know, let's say five years more, five years along the road, so they're 11 and, and eight, mm-hmm. there's no way I can go out and play a basketball game with them, yeah. or I can't play baseball with them. I'd probably throw out a shoulder, <laughs> um, but I can go play golf with them, Yeah, and... Um, It's just, uh, plus you're outside, you can take your your wife along with you, and it's just something that golf has been a huge part of my life since, Mm -hmm. like I said, since 97.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I wouldn't be here without it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have met a lot of people without it. But um, you mentioned we just had President's Cup. A lot of controversial stuff going on at the President's Cup. Uh, Even before going into it with the whole Patrick Reed thing. What do you think of that? The whole, like... I don't know. Like he's not exactly the best image for U.S. golf, with the whole no, bunker thing. The
0: whole bunker thing. I mean. So my take on the bunker thing is, we saw one perspective. Yeah. Um. You know, everybody has their own truth. Sometimes the truth is all this is is the same, but from from the perspective that I could see, and the only one that I that really anybody saw, other than Patrick Reed himself. Yeah. It from behind the ball. And, I mean, it's very obvious that he moved sand. How close to the ball that was, only Patrick knows. Um, but do I think he should have been penalized for it? Absolutely. Do I think he handled the uh, his statements correctly? No, I don't think so. I mean, at that point, I think you just yeah take your medicine and say, man, even if you didn't have a brain fart but you just say man I had a brain fart I yeah exactly on a, own up to know. it
1: because he didn't I mean even react with the fans and, and obviously you know your presence kept they're in Australia the Australian fans don't hold back they're ripping him for everything that he does and instead of just being like okay uh, you know great thanks I get it I admit it I did something wrong he fights back and starts acting like a complete clown and you know pretending yeah. to dig the greener I mean, and all this stuff and his caddy ended up punching somebody or fighting somebody I don't know Whatever, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was something that was a headline.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that, I mean, so my my dad always, and if you've ever met my dad, I know you have, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad has always been the one that says, let your game and others speak for you. Yeah. And so, you know, do I always follow that? No. Um, do it, Is it always in the back of my mind? Absolutely. And so... You know, I think it would have been better had Patrick Reed just let his game mm-hmm. speak for itself. Yeah. And let his Which game that didn't work either because he only no, won one. I mean, it smashed in
1: every, ma- every
0: round. He was 0-3 in, in team play, but then <laughs> yeah. he shows up, you know. He, he did show up shows up for singles, for singles and Yeah, really Which is not a surprise. Really well. No, I mean, no. The, the guy loves the pressure. Yeah. And if we go back to my golf career... I folded like a cheap pitcher. <laughs> I no
1: I folded a few times. I know that. Um, I have my fair share of... But I think everybody who kind of has some success, obviously you've got to fail first to get there, right? Oh, yeah. Um, I just
0: fail a lot more it, <laughs> the pressure situation. I mean, even, even our buddy Trimble will yeah. you know, call me. How'd you play today? Well, I actually played really good. He's like, of yeah. course you did. It was a scramble and there was no pressure. <laughs> or of course you did. You're playing with Kindle and that's yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So.
1: Like... This, is this the first year, Ty, obviously, Tiger was playing captain. Is that the first year that's ever happened?
0: No, there's been a couple of them. Okay. Helen was one. Um, I didn't know that. Back in, I don't know, I don't know my he put on, history, but I he,
1: mean. He put on a display He did, and it
0: was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, especially
1: you know. like that last kind of match. I mean, a lot of people don't know that the person he beat in the last match, Abe Anser, graduated from OU.
0: Yeah, I think if you could get Abe on here that'd be incredible. That because, would be awesome. um I mean, he kind of created a little controversy in in I don't know Abe and I certainly don't know uh didn't hear the the call or the question that he was asked. Yeah. Uh but my take on on at least from what he had said was that he was like, "Yeah, I would love to play Tiger." Right. Like who would But more know? out of a man, what a great opportunity. I'm going to win or lose. Yeah. I'm going to come out a much better person, a much better player. Um, but obviously, Tiger heard the, yeah, I'd love to play Tiger. Like, give me Tiger. And was so, it
1: Stephen Ames who'd made that mistake back in Was it Stephen Ames? Yeah, Stephen Ames got... Made that mistake.
0: Stephen Ames kind of called out Tiger and said that he was beatable depending or based on the fact that Tiger was hitting it all over the lot. Which yeah. at the time, he probably was, but... Tiger also beat him 10 and 8 that year <laughs> in the match play.
1: <laughs> Which I mean, Answers, like burst on the scene, you know, he made the tour championship. He's played really good golf this year. He's like the best player in Mexico, I think, in Mexican golf history. And like a lot of, like I said, a lot of people don't really know that he's from OU. But yeah, I think he
0: was a junior college transfer.
1: Yeah. And I know Phil kind of mentioned it too. Like he's he's a freaking stud.
0: Well, I mean, he's got a short game which um he puts more spin on the ball around the greens than almost anybody in the world yeah, at rid- least that I've it's, seen. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And if you just Google his uh, like bands or short game, like it'll it'll impress you whether you're a golf fan or not. I mean, yeah. it's just the fact that he can get the ball to stop I mean, it's, that it, fast. It's
1: soft porn for a golfer to watch <laughs> him pitch. Like it's well, it's I mean, ridiculous. If
0: you want to go that far with Well, him, it is. Okay, like so. it's
1: just just not it's just not fair how he does it. I don't know how he does it and I don't know if that was something who someone at OU who taught him how to do that, or someone who in Mexican golf taught him how to do that. But yeah, it's it is pretty awesome to watch yeah. him pitch, um, and especially that golf course too. Like that golf course was rock hard, completely different to what the US usually used to. Um, you know, like I don't think that they did a great job of highlighting the golf course, but no, but, I but that, it looked amazing.
0: And I think you and I talked earlier in the week. I'm sure we did um, that. You know, I just – the Ryder Cup, having the Tour Championship the week before, the Ryder Cup, and then you fly all the way over to France. And then this week, you know, you've got the the Hero Challenge in the Bahamas right before the President's Cup, and you yeah. fly all the way to Australia. I mean, there's just no way to be rested and ready to go, especially with the time change. Uh-huh. So I think that the – PGA, it's probably a PGA Tour alongside the PGA of America. Yeah. That it, that do those that would be responsible for that, but they really, I think they need to look at the scheduling, um, because it it sets you up uh, behind the eight ball before right. you even get there because you're exhausted. I mean, everybody that watched the opening ceremonies of last year's Ryder Cup could see how exhausted Tiger mm-hmm. was. Um, yeah, and you just knew that he was going to get killed because he had nothing left in him
1: yeah it's it's strange like that isn't it that you know it's I say strange all this stuff always happens for TV all the tea times and, and with the President's Cup it was good this year that it fell on primetime TV for the US because uh, it's usually like what was it in Korea or in Japan or something it was middle of, yeah. you know it was early hours in the morning no one really wanted to watch it but um and the same with, like I said, the Ryder Cup. It's always been pretty decent to watch. But, yeah, like with them traveling around, and it's much easier for the Europeans coming here, because I know that for myself, than it is to fly home. Like it's yeah. it's it's easier to adjust when you go there than it is to come back. Um, but, you know, and the good thing about the Europeans now is that literally 80% of the team plays in the States. Right. Like, that's why I think why a lot, you know, plays a lot of factor into in how successful they've been, the last what, ten years of the Ryder Cup, yeah. the last four or five. I mean, he got t- destroyed in, where was it, um, up north two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, when it was when the US won. Yeah, where was that? It
0: went at Valhalla, was it?
1: No. It was up it might have been. It was up north somewhere, but they got destroyed because you look at the people in that team and there was a bunch of rookies on that team who'd never played golf in the States. Yeah. Like Danny Willett, I know he won the Masters, he hasn't done anything since. And then Sullivan. I think he, didn't and he just
0: win a couple, a couple he won recently, ago? Yeah, yeah.
1: But between then he hasn't done yeah, anything, has yeah. he? Um there was Danny Willett, there was like Sullivan and then Chris Wood, who never plays in the States, and Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, who does very now and then, but he had a terrible week.
0: He's starting to now, though. Now he is, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, What do you think about this coming Ryder Cup? What do you think is coming up and all the people? I mean,
0: Um,
1: I I think it's going to be good. That golf course does not look easy. No. straight. I
0: think, no. Um, I think, I mean, you and I will obviously have some sort of bet.
1: Oh, sure. I think we're going to win because the golf course and the weather up there plays to back home. It's tight, and it's on the lake, and it's going to be cold.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, when they had the PGA up there, yeah, I mean, the PGA was at, in August, mm-hmm. the year Jason Day won. But um, when it, it was in August, so just a month earlier, but it was like 95 degrees. Yeah.
1: Was that the year that Dustin got screwed over because he ground his club in a waste no, bunker? No, that
0: was, um, was a couple of
1: That was somewhere there, else? So yeah. Yeah. I, I've Jason Day won because he was hitting the ball hitting two irons 280 that day right oh, he was hitting it stupidly I mean, far yeah I mean yeah, that was yeah, the yeah. year
0: that Spieth, um had the chance to win right three out of the four uh-huh. and I mean he uh, was runner up but God, I really hope Spieth, um can find his his driver because right now mm-hmm. it's you know
1: he's hitting it off the planet
0: <laughs> I think I I saw that he was hitting like 50% of his front <laughs> and I mean I might only hit it 250, 260 these days, but I can, I can find a fair way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like LPGA tour. Swing yeah. Speed.
1: Well, what do you think as a, as an American golf fan, what do you think of like the way that, I don't know, the U S team has been managed the way that they've been kind of going about their team thing recently, or, or I guess in the last four or five Ryder Cups, cause Europeans have outside of that one time, like destroyed them.
0: Yeah, I think that they need to look back at what Paul Aizinger did, um, and whether or not that was uh, has been followed really well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why Paul Eisinger hasn't been a captain again. Um, everybody he, loved playing did, for him.
1: Did he play the one that they, when when Faldo he beat Faldo? Yes. Anthony Kim was on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he did a good job, really good job.
0: Uh, I mean, at that at that point, we were pretty undermanned. I mean, Tiger was was out, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of in his prime. Anthony there. Kim
1: came in and destroyed Sergio that yes. that day. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, we had Boo Weekly and Kenny Perry on the team <laughs> that year. And the only reason I remember that is because it was in Kentucky, and they were yeah Kentucky. Um, I love going yeah, back
1: and, and looking at stuff like that.
0: Yeah, you got Boo team who's on the team. riding his driver down the. Off the tee box, yeah, just firing up the fans. I mean, that's what's cool about the Ryder Cup, and is, is that you don't have to be a golf fan or a golf nut like I am to pull for the red, white, and blue. Yeah, um, and really to pull against the Euros as much as I, I love to say that in front of you. Oh yeah, I get it all. The time. But I mean, there's. There's a guy that's kind of a polarizing character for the Europeans um, that I love him every year or every week out of the year except for Ryder except Cup or week or Ryder and Cup Ryder Cup week. Cup week. I the just postman. Wanna, I just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> yes, it's, it's Ian Poulter, and he's, um, he's a great follow on Instagram. He is um, a good follow. He's, he's got all your cars that you could ever want. He's, um, yeah. He's a He shut down man. his
1: clothes, clothing company. He didn't want to make any money, though. Yeah. It's a real shame.
0: Um but he's you know, he's a family guy. He's, he likes cars and likes golf. I mean, that's yeah. Kind of right. He's up like your a man alley, he's a man's so. man. Yeah, yeah, he is he
1: is my favorite guy right now. For sure. He's a huge, huge Ferrari fan. And he he's hey, not shy on social museum. media, is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is a museum Ferrari. Right next floors. to his house. He bought yeah. the lot next to his house. That's when you know you're winning at life. I'm <laughs> just gonna buy the lot next to my house in I think it's Isleworth is where he's at, yeah. right? Um down well, in Florida. Know, what,
0: what's cool is he's really big into i think it's called dream flights or whatever but yeah um he brings people over from the uk he just had a big i saw on instagram they just had a big fundraising uh-huh. dinner but he held the dinner in his museum yeah cars um and it was just it i think he's i think he's awesome yeah um, a outside, lot of people think he's a outside of the penis, one weekend yeah yeah
1: yeah because yeah, i think i think a it goes back to Medina, right? That was like the big turning point in his career and why everyone started to really hate him in the States is because he turned around that Saturday afternoon at Medina. Yeah, I mean,
0: with him and Roy making over, all those putts, yeah, coming down the stretch. It was just, yeah,
1: that oh, was magical. I really enjoyed that day. I'm sure it was, yeah. it was, it was heartbreaking for me. Yeah, I was watching that with uh at the Broughton family house with uh with Tim and Ray, and Tim couldn't watch it on TV, I had to go and watch it on a different TV. And it was funny because the TV that we were watching it on was like two or three seconds faster than the one that Tim went downstairs to watch it on. Oh. So he could hear me screaming, like, as Paul putt is on the way in yeah. on his team. Yeah, he, he was not happy with that moment. Yeah. No, but that's, the, that's sort of one of the best things, like, for me being out here, it's like I get to have this banter with everybody because, you know, I'm very outnumbered. But the Europeans have had some fairly They're decent kind of success. It up lately. Yeah, they have. And I think even the Paris, like, even the Bride Paris. I was I I had some doubts because the U.S. team was stacked.
0: Yeah, but the way they set up that golf course, and that's I mean, it's smart on right. the Euros part. Um, but the way they set up the golf course, having it tight and and thick rough, I mean, yeah. it just plays straight into the.
1: Well, I don't think like the Americans do a good enough job of going over there either and like preparing for that stuff. Right, no, like Justin if, Thomas I mean, was the only person I think who played that tournament. Yeah,
0: and if I was a Ryder Cup captain. Um, which obviously that would, <laughs> uh, but if I was a Ryder cup captain, that would kind of be a, a requirement oh, if yeah, you are in to the top 20 or uh, 25, then you better get your rear end over there and, and play the golf course before. And even though it's going to yeah. be a totally different setup, you're still playing, uh, probably, probably the same wins, mm-hmm. um, and then you're obviously getting a look at the golf course and the green and yeah like
1: that. talking about foreign golf courses and, and great golf courses are any place that you haven't played yet that you really want to play and if it was I say that there's going to be a lot of those oh if I was going to say okay, we could be me, here for a let while let me change that let me change that question if there's one golf course you could play and it was the only golf course you could play for the rest of your life what would it be
0: I mean uh, my first guy is uh, obviously Augusta National uh-huh. um, that's the one course I've Haven't well, there's several golf courses, but if I could out of all my lists that I haven't played that I'd love to play, Mm -hmm. Augusta's right at the very top. Yeah, um, number two on that list would be St. Andrews, the old course. Uh huh. Uh, it's not that good. I know you say it's not that good. I mean, the the scene, yes,
1: the scenery is amazing. Playing down one and 1718 is fantastic. The rest of the golf course is okay, it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, you're right, the setting's amazing.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean. They say Augusta looks fake because mm-hmm. the grass is so good, uh, and I know that they only get it that good for one week out of the year, and it doesn't look the same the right. rest of the year. But just to be able to like, it's kind of the same thing. Where the golf course is, is what it would make out to, yeah. what I'd expect it to be or not. Just the hallowed grounds of Augusta and the, you know, the six, yeah, green jackets that Jack won there, and the the, was it five now that Tiger? Tiger's, Tigers
1: won. recent win was nuts i didn't think it was going to happen there's probably going to be a movie made about it
0: yeah i mean as a as a sports fan not just golf fan as a sports fan you couldn't help but grin and get chills because it was just the scene the comeback from the injury where he i mean he didn't think he was going to be able to play he was hoping to be able to to play with his kids much less play golf at this level and then to see him you know, I have three wins in the last eighteen months and then play as well each day the product at, yeah. the, at the president's Cup. And then
1: like the coolest scene I think I mean it was cool for me and I'm not even a dad, but like to see him and talk about like that's the first win he could he first big win he got to do in front of his kids, right? Oh and then like I, he walks off the green and he's crying his eyes out like his kids are there and like yeah. every dad in the world's like tearing
0: up. So, I mean, you obviously know this, but um, I'm a crier.
1: Oh yeah, me too.
0: And so yeah, I absolutely um, had some dirt in the, the eyes during. It was a cool moment. he was walking up and giving his kids a hug and, you know, having, being, just being able to experience that with his son uh, and his daughter. I mean, obviously his son was right there in the thick of it walking side by side with yeah. him. His daughter was a little bit behind, but I mean, just to be able to do that. Um, and as a dad, you, your kids are obviously always proud of you. Um, but to be able to give them something to really remember to be mm-hmm. proud of, I think it's awesome, you know,
1: yeah, it was yeah. a huge moment, wasn't it? And he's like, it's you know, I'm a little younger than you, but I still grew up watching Tiger play. and then you know, you have that period in the middle where he's just kind of like off the rails and he you know he's not not doing things that he should be doing,
0: not even playing, not golf. Even playing
1: golf and then he has like all these surgery and then to come back and be where he's at now. He gets and beat. the
0: shanks with the chips. <laughs> I mean, we all. It rough to watch. We, we all know. saw that where yeah. he was, I think it was in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it was terrible. Well, he gets to now to like, and I think I heard this on broadcast somewhere, but saying like how happy and how much he's enjoying himself now. Like you nice. never would have seen him like this in '90s because he was so focused. No. But now he's focused, but he also enjoys himself.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the little clip of Fina that came out this week uh, was yeah great uh-huh. because it was old school Tiger. Yeah. Um, in between the lines Mm -hmm. uh, or in between the ropes. But, yeah, I mean, so if you haven't heard Finau played Tony Finau played with Tiger in the last group of the Masters. And, you know, they said good luck on the first tee. And as they're walking down seven, they hadn't said another word to each other. And so Tony was like, man, I guess I better say something. So I, hey, Tiger, you know, how the kids, how the family. And he said, Tiger just turned, looked at him and said, they're good. Yeah and just turned back and and never he said we didn't say another word (laughs) until I said congratulations after he putted out to win the Masters so killer instinct yeah I mean and that's something that uh, very few people um, have and thankfully I I see it in Patrick Reed Um, if he can of channel it, I'd really appreciate it better. Um, but <laughs> I think the world would too. I, I'd see it in Justin Thomas, yeah. Uh, I think Justin Thomas goes for the throat. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually see it in Speeth too. Uh, anytime Speeth is up in a match, he'd mm-hmm. hammer he down very rarely gives up, you know, a multi hole lead, yeah. Um, if we can just dial in that driver yeah I
1: and, know. And, and on that point like I am excited for this year's Ryder Cup and just like the US team seems to have the seems to get better now at their foursomes and doubles kind of goal yeah
0: I mean well and another person that absolutely has the killer instincts is Kepka.
1: oh yeah he's brilliant I mean huge fan
0: I love the fact that he just he says what he he feels he needs to say and he also has the game to back it up yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that he didn't say all this stuff before he had the right. clout on yeah. tour.
1: And that's what he said, didn't he? Like, why do you, they asked him, why do you talk so much now? And he's like, because I have. I've done enough to back it up. Yeah. Like, I have the right to talk about it because I've won, you know, what was it, back-to-back US Opens and almost yeah. three in a row, which is n- mental. But um,
0: What's he have, four majors? Is that right? I think he has
1: four, right? He has a, two two, P- two, PJs, two PGA's, two US Opens. Two US Open? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could sit here and talk in golf short, forever in a
0: short time frame too. Oh well,
1: yeah. It was like what? Three years.
0: Yeah. Back Maybe to we, four.
1: Yeah. It was three out of, what was it? It was three out of five. I think it was and yeah. four out of seven, something like that. Chaos. Yeah. Um, anyway, I know we could sit here and talk golf literally for the next four hours Absolutely. and you wouldn't get any work done. No. So, um, what, what's, what's happening, what's happening in your world next year? What's coming up? What's the plans for 2020? Do you have any golf trips coming up? is there anything you want to go do?
0: Uh yeah, I've got a lot that I want to go do. Um first and foremost, I'm, I'm taking Kendall on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually won at a golf tournament. There we go. Um so that's at the first of or first of the year. Um I think you and I are going to the beach together We're with the family. We're going Florida, right? Yeah. Somewhere in June, so July. That'll, yeah. That'll be sure to take the golf clubs there. Definitely. Um I think we've got uh, I'm hoping hint hint for a trip down to um, Austin uh, Austin, right? yeah. Yeah, Austin Golf Club for a guys trip that we did a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, and then I, I think we'll also do another golf trip with a couple of my old teammates again this is kind of goes back to Coach Holsey yeah. that really connected us um, but there's a a couple of my teammates got we used to get together every year we had a few years off and then we did it again this last year that Mm -hmm. we just go and last year was just in dallas but we played four rounds in two and a half days and had a blast
1: yeah and ken doesn't mind you being away for just two days not being away for the week playing golf like some of the golf tournaments i've had to go play. yeah
0: like i don't i don't know how taryn has put up with it
1: i think she really enjoys a week off yeah (laughs) And she doesn't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Um, but no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year, definitely some of the golf trips we're going on. We have to find a decent golf course to play in Florida, which I'm sure we can find one. There's plenty down there. Um, and yeah, we need to play more golf because we didn't do a good enough job of it this year.
0: No, we, our golf course... hardly my problem. Play, <laughs> the golf course that we normally play uh, was under severe, severe
1: construction. Uh, but no, this has been awesome. Uh, I think definitely we need to have a podcast pre Ryder Cup and then post rider Cup.
0: Oh, uh, maybe maybe the, even a live. I'll definitely do the pre. Yeah. I'll, depending on the results, we'll see how the what we think about the post. All right.
1: <laughs> um, for everyone listening, how can they follow you? How can they get in touch? If they don't want to buy a house from me, how can they buy a house from
0: you? Yeah, honestly, I don't know why you'd want to buy a house from a. <laughs>
1: just they just sound good. That's yeah, it. Yeah, uh,
0: he just sounds funny when he talks yeah um no you can get me on uh, probably the best way is instagram um which is just my first name and last name so it's just chad mckamey mm-hmm. um and that's probably the the best way other than an email and a phone number and i don't know if i want to give you those anyway
1: awesome well i appreciate you sitting with me for 45 minutes and taking a 45 minutes out of your, yeah. and your we day didn't
0: even, we didn't even get into how you got here i know we can got together. we can
1: save that for another <laughs> podcast so. i'm sure but no i appreciate it yeah. um and definitely hope everyone listening enjoyed this one especially probably the boys five people who've listened to this to talk <laughs> to listen to a golf stuff and i'm sure they want to be on as well so if they do we'll have to sit around the table and just chat golf stories for an hour um but yeah appreciate you coming yeah. on and uh guys we'll catch you next episode cheers thank you for listening we are inspired by those around
0: us and hope that you are too